0: Welcome to Big Blend Radio, where we celebrate variety and how it adds spice to quality of life. It's your outlook on life that counts. If you take yourself lightly and don't take yourself too seriously, pretty soon you can find the humor in our everyday lives. And sometimes it can be a lifesaver. That's a quote from the great Betty White. Today on the Big Daily Blend, we're celebrating Betty White and other notable and historic women in comedy. Betty White was born January 17th, 1922, 1922, 1922, 1922, uh, and she passed December 31st, 2021, just shy of her 100th birthday. Betty White is an icon. We all love Betty White, don't we? And can you believe it? She has her own national holiday today, January 17th, honoring her birthday. She was an early pioneer of TV, and she had a career that spanned almost 70 years in sitcoms, sketch comedy, game shows, a lot of game shows. But I think a lot of us know her from, okay, wait, let's go back to the game shows, Password, Match Game, Tattle Tales To Tell the Truth, The Hollywood Squares. The $25,000 Pyramid. Uh, so she really got known for that. But things kept growing and growing on that. And she was on shows like Carol Burnett, Mama's Family, The Bold and the Beautiful, Boston Legal. But her really big roles, the iconic ones, are Rose Nyland, The Golden Girls. Well, back in St. Olaf, you know Sue Ann Nivens on the CBS sitcom The Mary Tyler Moore Show. And don't forget, she was Elka on the TV Land sitcom Hot in Cleveland. But I'm not going to get into all of her movie history and TV history and comedy history because today we're going to re-air. We're going back into the Big Blend Vault. It's a week for that today. But we're going to go back into the vault of Steve Schneikert's Hollywood History Podcast where he talks about Betty White, of course, and as I was saying, other historic funny ladies in Hollywood. So we've got Phyllis Diller, Joan Rivers, Lucille Ball, Carol Burnett, Mary Tyler Moore, Carol Channing, and Bette Midler. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, I do want to just give a shout out to Betty White because, you know, she kind of had this thing like us, a big blend here. We don't always have to have one interest in life. You can act, you can do serious roles, or you can do funny roles and maybe do a game show but she also really wanted to be a forest ranger. That's right. It's something very close to us as we travel the country on our Love Your Parkster going to the forest, going to parks. And apparently when she was living in California, she came from Oak Park, Illinois, but her family moved to California when she was really young. They kept going up into the high Sierras and the Sierra Nevada mountains. And that made her want to become a forest ranger. And at that time, Wow. I don't think very many women could become a forest ranger. In fact, the first woman that I know of that even got close to that is Carolyn Dorman. And she was from the state of Louisiana. She was an educator and she helped get Kasachie National Forest as an actual national forest in Louisiana today. That is the only national forest in the state of Louisiana. It's awesome. You've got to go. If you go to Louisiana, it's beautiful with longleaf pine trees. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And when the spring comes, there's wild uh, azaleas and you can see magnolia trees blooming in the wild. It's gorgeous. But anyway, um, what I find interesting in 2010, the Forest Service and Smokey the Bear made Betty White an honorary forest ranger. And uh, that's because, uh, you know, there was only at that time, one third of the Forest Service employees were women. That was in 2010. So her being an honorary, you know, First ranger, fulfilled a lifelong dream. And I think that's really special because she did stand up for the Forest Service for animals, as we know. Uh, The Veterinary Medical Association uh, honored her with the Humane Award in 1987 for all of her charitable work with animals. The city of L.A. did the same thing in 2006. And then uh, also the L.A. Zoo and the city of Los Angeles named her ambassador to the animals. A lot of dedication, and I think it was actually the, the American Humane Society that stood up and said, we need a Betty White Day because of all of her charity work. When she passed, majority of her estate went to animal charity. She loved, loved animals. So we know she loved animals. And on top of that, right, she also stood up for racial equality, especially on one of her TV shows. And LGBTQ rights. So she was a person with strong ethics, moral, social justice, and also animal justice. She gave voice to those who don't have a voice in many ways, especially when it comes to animals. But also, she was part of World War II history. In 1941, she volunteered for the American Women's Voluntary Services, and her assignment included driving a PX truck with military supplies to the Hollywood Hills. She also participated in events for troops and performed before they were deployed overseas. So, Miss Betty White, happy birth anniversary to you. You still make us laugh, you still make us cry, and you make us want to do better in the world and better for all of us. So we're going to move forward to Steve Schneikert's Hollywood history segment in a second. But I do want to give you the uh, actual song of the day is Oh Betty, the Betty White song. And this is from the one of beetles it was written in 2012 when she was 90 years old i've got the link in the show notes so please enjoy the hollywood history segment with steve schneikert and let's all be a betty for a day a good betty a happy betty at one that thinks of all the animals the forest the nature and for those uh, that may sometimes in life not have a voice take care <laughs>
1: Comedy crosses boundaries, and during the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, many female entertainers struggled to enter the male-dominated world of stand-up and television. While many comedians today get their laughs from shock value, the first female stars of network television had no such fallbacks, and instead entertained with pure talent and And screen savvy. They're just funny. Silly as hell is how Betty White describes these pioneers who are also her peers. White's first television series aired in syndication from 1 October 1953 to 1 September 1955. It was called Life with Elizabeth. Phyllis Diller entered the profession of comedy in the 1950s, an era when gender roles were often exaggerated. Diller's outrageous personality and jokes that mocked her looks and disdain of housekeeping flew in the face of the then-stereotypical image of the ideal housewife. Joan Rivers pitched The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson for seven years before they booked her in 1965. The producers thought she was too rough, too wild, and talked about things a woman should not be talking about. When show settings eventually moved from homes to the office, the funny ladies of television took on the male-dominated workplace with sass, Humor and spunk, Laying the foundation For future stars I love Lucy And she loves me We're as happy As two can be I love Lucy Starring Lucille Ball And Desi Arnaz As Lucy and Ricky Ricardo Won five Emmys During its six year run From 1951 to through 1957. The entertainers were married for 20 years and jointly owned the show's production company, Desilu Productions. Lucy, nearly 40 when the sitcom premiered, became one of America's most beloved funny ladies. Carol Burnett first tried to make it as a musical theater performer. But it was her comedic twist on the Elvis craze that got her noticed by television executives. The Carol Burnett Show debuted on CBS in 1967 and made America laugh for 11 seasons. The variety show used musical numbers and skits with guest stars to riff of anything from popular culture to classic films. Burnett was charming and quick. Frequently sending her co-stars into barely controlled fits of laughter and endearing herself to both a live studio audience and those watching at home. Who can turn the world on with her smile? Who can make a nothing day? and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. The Mary Tyler Moore Show premiered on CBS in 1970 and was one of the first television programs to feature a single professional career woman as the protagonist. The character Mary Richards was not divorced or widowed, and she independently supported herself as an evening news producer. Over the course of seven seasons, the show won three Emmy Awards for Outstanding Comedy Series. Last, but certainly not least, a huge shout-out to two funny ladies that have made quite an impression throughout the years. Before the parade... Yeah, she's boy. Hello, Nancy. Well, hello, Alicia. Carol Channing and Bette Midler. Both Channing and Midler throughout the years have enchanted many a television audience. Carol's signature role is that of the widowed but brassy Dolly Gallagher-Levi in Hello, Dolly. Bed opens on Broadway this spring in a revival of the musical playing you guessed it, the widowed but brassy Dolly Gallagher Levi at the Schubert Theater. Midler is right back where she belongs. I'm so glad we had this time together just to laugh. Or sing a song. I'm Steve Schneikert, and this is Hollywood History as I Recall It.
0: Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio. Keep up with our shows at bigblendradio.com.